0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Natkum show on ESPN uh-uh, put the brakes on. The Natkum show Edge Rush on ESPN Edge Rush is back i know all of you out there are a thrilled at that news and be even more excited to hear the dulcet tones of ollie thornton aka ollie the producer good to see you man
1: Good to see you, Nat. How's it going?
0: Everything well? I'm very well. I am. It, it's the magic of uh, of the podcast world that the way I said that. Good to see you, as exactly. I haven't seen you for exactly. months. Of course, you've been producing the show all yeah, this exactly. time. We make a radio show together, but our listeners haven't heard your voice since the since our post Super Bowl show. So, what what have you been up to? I mean, I'd imagine first things first, top of the. Uh, Ollie, the producer, propo list, is um, research, of course. Boss. Wading through piles and piles of stats of all kinds, uh, including the influx, I guess, in the new draft. All of those players from uh, rounds one to seven, you've gone through every single draftee and gone through a, a deep dive analysis of
1: every single player. Am I right? Pretty much, I'd say, yeah. Not quite maybe as excessive as the way you've just done, but yeah, pretty close. As you know, though, during the off-season, my... Uh, my uh, attention does turn to golf a little bit. What I do love a Sunday. I do love a Sunday night just sitting and watching the golf. I have to have my Sunday night watching sport now. And of the golf, the Sunday night of golf is the alternative to that. So I actually spend a lot of time watching golf and analyzing golf as much as I do in the NFL season. But don't get me wrong. I'm still very much heavily involved in all of the NFL news. I'm now completely high on the Jacksonville Jaguars because of Tim Tebow. I think everyone's yeah, underrating that move, both from like an impact in the dressing room and an impact on the field. And all of my research tells me that Tim Tebow is going to be one of the top tight ends this year.
0: I, lo- <laughs> I love it. I can't believe you managed to pull that off with a straight face. Uh D- <laughs> D- to team- fans out there. Uh, we're we're going to have uh, a comeback player as suggestion or suggestions plural. That's, so that's how we're going to frame this edge rush. It's a special edge rush. Of course, we'll be rolling all through the season each and every week as we did last time around. But in the absence of, I don't know, minor... Stumbling blocks like games to pick. <laughs> then the way we're going to approach it this week is looking ahead. A ridiculously early set of predictions. We're going to have what well, comeback play. It sounds like you're going to go Tebow all the way. Tebow, maybe yeah, definitely of course. Yeah. Uh, MVP uh, suggestions, early odds on MVP. Uh, Super Bowl overall winners and Super Bowl teams. So winners of the conferences and, and Super Bowl winners. My personal favorite, the Crash and Burn team, the team that. Yeah. Did well last year. And by did well, making the playoffs is the bar, right? We're we're saying that. Making the postseason that we think is going to implode this time around. And then the flip side of that, the comeback team, the team that didn't make the playoffs last year, that we think has a, a fighting chance of a postseason berth and maybe even more than that, a deeper run. So a lot of ground to cover. I'm looking forward to your steers On let's start. Why don't we start with comeback team? Let's start with a positive.
1: To frame it a little bit, I think the, the obvious choice for this, and this is just looking at the odds for the Super Bowl going into next season, the obvious choice for this is the San Francisco 49ers, isn't it? Because well, what are the obvious choices? One of say, the obvious along choices, with the Cowboys, right? Really? So you think the Cowboys are an obvious? Is that where you're going for this? I think
0: they're an obvious choice to have a bounce-back season because they've got Dak back, right? Now, I know there are issues defensively there, but the Cowboys are an intriguing proposition. They usually are anyway. It's still an absolutely stacked offence. They've got Dan Quinn in now as well, and they've got all of these rookies uh and and a defense doesn't really have it on the defensive side of the ball and a defense doesn't really have any kind of identity that could be boom or bust <laughs> They could be yeah
1: that's you true. Know, one of those
0: teams that is just out gunning uh outgunning the opposition doesn't matter if they're conceding 45 because mm-hmm. they'll rack up uh, above 50 but uh, i think they could there, there's a definite unknown factor there because of the defensive side of the ball but with Dak back I think they've got to be serious contenders to improve on a 6 and 10 record and in that division I think I think a playoff spot is is a definite possibility.
1: And this is where I have an interesting question for you. Mm. The NFC East has been the laughingstock of the NFL for a couple of years now. Are you going to come Do back you- division do you think cool? it might be a comeback division this season? It can't get much Everyone, worse. <laughs> I know it can't get much worse, right. but at the same time, that's the thing. But it might, like, I think it might actually be one of the better divisions. When you look at it, like, the New York Giants, I think, and this is all heavily relying on Daniel Jones. I think yeah. that's the thing about the New York Giants is, like, they, in theory, have a pretty good team. Like, they have what I think it's like one of the 11th ranked defense last year, the New York Giants. Mm-hmm. You look at adding a genuine wide receiver one if he can stay fit in Kenny Golladay. They're Mm going to get Saquon Barkley back who is undoubtedly one of the greatest athletes in the NFL if not one of the best running backs. Like
0: two elite players boom, parachuted back in. You know, on Danny Jones, so... Uh, The boys over on social media, Tom Marley and the crew uh, posted, uh, I think it was yesterday on Twitter. Anyway, this week uh, on our Twitter handle at the NC show, same on Instagram, same on Facebook. Lots of extra content that goes out there. Uh, Is Daniel Jones the right quarterback for the Giants moving forward? That was the question that was put out. My sister, one of my two sisters, um, my sister Beth, uh, who is a journalist. List and is uh, in, in specifically a, a sub-editor, production editor, in fact. So she basically just goes through copy, tearing it to shreds, often going through my copy, tearing it to shreds. Yeah, of course. Wrote, wrote uh, to me as a DM. So the question is, is, Daniel Jones, the right quarterback moving forwards? What about moving backwards? She said, facetiously. <laughs> so that was, uh, uh, and I don't know whether she was necessarily telegraphing the run, the famous Danny Dimes run. Yeah, from, from yeah. Last it was season. The best, Either way. One of
1: the best one's last season. Even
0: my sister's talking about whether Danny Jones is the right, is the right guy for the gig.
1: Exactly. Well, I think that is what, because I mean, obviously New York Giants have a big fan base here, actually. Tom, who works on social, he's a big Giants fan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) New York Giants have a big fan base.
1: <laughs> well, it's bigger. Fa- I think they have a bigger fan base here than than like a lot of teams. I mean, I'm a Cincinnati Bengals right. fan, and I think the Giants definitely have a bigger <laughs> fan base than us over this side of the pod. That's all changing, though, right?
0: It's all changing. Uh, for no, it's the, all for
1: changing. Bengals. No, but I think that did realistically, that? did you see that guy yeah.
0: posted about the Bengals time to change? They're the Bengals having the black and white helmets as opposed to the black and orange, so the kind of black tiger stripe.
1: Yeah, yeah, tiger yeah, I did. I, I'm I quite like that idea. I like it. I think I actually do. I think it's a little bit. I think our helmets could be much better. Actually, I think there is many things that could improve. Have they ever uh, done that
0: before? They've never, have they ever done a sort of no. special? They've never done that.
1: Helmet. No, no, no. They are always quite, On the Browns are always quite on the like, quite on the nose. I think they're quite straight edged when it comes to things like this. But yeah, I think with all because obviously that's just been broken, isn't it? That you can go back and do the old school helmets. There you are just seeing that. So everyone's talking about that, those old bright green Eagles ones with the wings. Bright green Eagles ones.
0: You've got the old, the old, the Patriots ones. When I was a kid, you are too young for them, but. Old school Patriot ones were were uh, uh, the Tampa Bay old school ones as well. Yeah.
1: Loving those. Yeah, so I love yeah. those ones. Yeah, exactly. So those, those would be great. But go back to the point of comeback. What were we talking about again? <laughs> Here we go. It's the first edge rush
0: in ages. And we're already on yeah. 15 points away from the running one.
1: <laughs> so I, about, I can't comeback. even get angry at myself now for getting exactly. away from the running order. Yeah, that's yep. the point of having me.
0: Um, we're talking about comeback we talk talking about the, so the Giants yes. you think in that division
1: and the, well, the division was your point yeah so the division so actually apart of, like I say the division I think that I know Washington made the playoffs but at the same time they obviously didn't have a very good record and I think they'll be much improved this year I think they right. easily have one of the top offenses. Uh, sorry, top off seasons mm. in the NFL I mm. think we have to go back and hear our franchise focus with John Kime to say yeah. that I think right as well as adding great pieces on offense, I think that William Jackson, who did play for the Bengals last year, is an incredible defensive player. You're a fan. and will, Yeah, massive fan. So I think they have uh, they will massively improve. The Cowboys are just always going to improve by having Dak Prescott back. The Giants, I think, have genuinely now got a decent offense as long as Barkley can stay fit and as long as Galladay can stay fit. Even Daniel Jones, as long as he can just be an operator, which I think he can be, I think they still will have a decent record. All he needs to do is just do that sort of Jimmy G role. Mm. If Joe Judge can provide and like, he's got another year under this offensive scheme. Like I think they could improve this year. The Giants. Good point. Judge second year. Tri- that's a fair Yeah. Point. Yeah. I think honestly, I do think that they have the opportunity. All that being said about the NFC East, I think mean, the NFC East could be the comeback division of the year. Ooh, I, like I, think the the Eagles, I think the Eagles will be dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> I think the <laughs> Eagles will be terrible. Will they, I think they have Sirianni a better or a,
0: worse record than last year? 4 11 last year. Worst, well, obviously there'll be whatever. What would it have been last year? We've got to remember the extra games now, all right. So yeah, exactly. Percentage wise, I guess they were percentage percentage wise.
1: I think it will be worse. Nick Sirianni didn't even call players. Twenty eight percent. Twenty eight percent. Yeah, 20 percent. I think it's going to be worse than that. I think they're going to be. I think they're going to have a terrible season. I and mean, the Eagles are. Yeah, I don't think Devontae Smith draft
0: is going to be number one. draft it. They ain't contention for that. They're the worst record. Well, in- it depends how
1: bad the Texans are. I mean, that's all based on how bad the Texans are. The Texans. The only reason the Texans have a chance is because they could potentially beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in one of those games. So mm-hmm. they might not get. But I genuinely think the Eagles uh, could easily go one and what is it one and seventeen 60. now one and sixteen. One in 16, yeah. One in 16. <laughs> Who knows? I thought it was like probably playing like 35 games in the NFL this year. They like, will be yeah. by, by 20, yeah. the
0: year 2030. Yeah, will. exactly.
1: But so yeah I think it could be the comeback division I think the Mm. Dallas Cowboys are the obvious play, and then the San Francisco 49ers Mm. are the other obvious play for this because they've still got one of the most talented rosters in the NFL by a long way and I think Jimmy G coming back and if he's healthy their offensive line is got even better this year so their run game might be even better this year you've got Carl Shanahan calling the plays they've immediately gone back in it's 14 to 1 odds to win the Super Bowl that's purely just because last year they were crippled by injuries so I think Mm. you are right I think the Cowboys and the 49ers are the obvious players
0: you make a strong argument on a good argument and that doesn't surprise me because you have spent a number of years now making strong arguments to me the whole of last season on edge rush go back listeners and check out the Ollie Thornton archive on edge rush and the number of strong. Te- well, there were one or two misses, <laughs> but there were a lot of strong. <laughs> uh, that is
1: an understatement. That is yeah. an understatement. We just go to- back and listen to the Super Bowl for uh, quite the, a few misses. Go to our Bowl special. Yeah.
0: <laughs> the Chiefs can't lose. It's, it's a compelling argument you make. However, I think there is an even stronger candidate for comeback team of the year. And it, Hurts me to have to say this. It pains me. It pains me to think it in my head, let alone to bring myself to talk about it on my own show. But I'm going to go with the New England Patriots. I will go this far. Role. I think the Patriots not only will bounce back into playoff contention, I think they could be a serious contender for a deep run in the playoffs. And I would have them as a contender. I'm not saying the favorites. I'm not saying I think they're going to do it, but I would have them in the conversation to win the whole AFC. They have re-upped dramatically on offense, which has been a problem for the last two years, at the very least. They've got options at quarterback now. Cam, whichever way you look at it, was playing some good ball before COVID last season. It's the second year of him in the system. He's got a lot more weapons around him. And if he isn't working out, wheel in the rookie. Defensively, they lost so many significant players, either because they opted out through COVID, injury. They've strengthened on that side of the ball. They have the best coach in the history of the game. They have one of the best offensive minds in the game. The Patriots are going to be back. And I, and I don't really understand why more people aren't talking about that. Now, I know it's a tough division. The Bills are going to be strong again. The Dolphins, my team, are going to be stronger than last year, probably. Certainly in contention again. Similar kind of record, you would think. The Jets can't be as bad as they were last year, surely. But I think the, the Patriots will be in the mix And not enough people are talking about
1: I think it is hard to come out and say that they won't be in the mix when they have Bill Belichick. And the fact that they have basically re-upped both sides of the ball dramatically and spent so much in this off-season. And you're right, if things don't go right with Cam Newton, I think we've seen that Jarrett Stidham isn't the answer. Mm. So I think that they now know that, they now know that Mac Jones I want that they on the have muggle. to fall back on. Jarrett
0: Stidham isn't the answer. Yeah,
1: Jarrett Stidham <laughs> isn't the answer. Jarrett Stidham isn't the answer. I think Bill Belichick has finally come to that conclusion. So you're right, if the, the, the only... Thing that you see not going well there is the quarterback position but they do now have two options and Mac Jones does seem like that kind of player who would be ready to step in in say yeah. week six week yeah. seven if they do need him to interestingly just looking at the odds all of the bookies have mm. the Patriots to win the FC at about 16 to 1 mm. 14 to 1 and look <laughs> at that Dolphins actually, bookies ahead have them. them relatively ahead of them, just yep. about ahead of them, about 14 to one. And then obviously the Bills are like six to one a lot, which makes favorites the Patriots third favourites
0: to win the East, then I guess.
1: It does make the Patriots the third, the third favourites to win the East. So that might be somewhere where you would look at for this. But it is mm. a strong argument. And it is just, it's always good to back Belichick, isn't it? In the yep. same way that it's always good to back Brady, despite us going against that last year. It's in always in good to back. Be- yeah, and I'll special. It's always good to back Belichick because he just is a perennial winner and there's nothing perennial
0: winner and he is going to be mm, this is a family show so insert insert your expletive right here but he is going to be looking back he's going to be smarting at the way the last couple of years have gone last season in particular I'm not buying into this he's frustrated that Brady's gone and won the Super Bowl somewhere else it's nonsense he's going to be frustrated that the Patriots had the season they did the flip side of that the Patriots almost had a 500 season last year yeah it's true I mean, it's unbelievable yeah. when you look at that roster. So I I,
1: I, I it hurts me, but I'm big on the Patriots. All right, so those are a comeback. Not, no, I've got one more before you oh. move on. And right. This was this is not technically in a comeback team. So this what is why we're called I'm gonna do a most improved team. And it's quite funny. Right. This is what this one you're gonna be really surprised at. This is my bold, my bold prediction of the show, I'd say. Mm-hmm. My most improved team. I don't think they're going to necessarily make the playoffs, but I think they have a better season than everyone predicts them to. Mm. The Atlanta Falcons. Ooh, yeah. Do you want to know a mad statistic that I found in my research? Now, the Cleveland Browns. I like
0: more than a mad statistic.
1: This is a mad statistic. The Cleveland Browns had a record of eleven and five last season, and they had a point and they had a point differential of minus eleven. Right. The Atlanta Falcons had a record of four and twelve. Yeah. They had a point differential of minus eighteen. Wow, that is a great number. Yeah, Detroit Lions were five and eleven minus 142. Denver Broncos (laughs) record five and eleven minus 123. Like the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they just lost so many close games. And they were in a tough division last year. Like a really tough division. They had the eventual Super Bowl winners in that. And I honestly just think that people just completely Underestimate the Atlanta Falcons purely based on mm. the fact that their records have been so bad, yep. for the past couple of years, and that is because they always lose in extraordinary fashion. Yeah, so if right. Arthur and Arthur Smith can come into this, come into this locker room and just change the mindset a bit, and just go completely fresh headed into this new season. Matt Ryan is, I always pick Matt Ryan in fantasy because he always throws touchdowns. He always throws. He's always one of the top 10 quarterbacks in stats going into the season. I I think Matt Ryan has been written off
0: for sure. I think he's definitely got a couple of years in the tank. I've always been a a big Matt Ryan fan. And, uh, you know, apart from obviously the, uh, the, the brilliant Super Bowl losing season that he had and, and, and like I wonder whether that has that whole capitulation which isn't obviously individually specifically on him but nevertheless a key protagonist in that capitulation that has dented his reputation. I just I feel he's one of those players that has been underrated for, for much of his career despite everything he's achieved. He's in that he's in that Stafford camp for sure- MVP. Isn't he? We'll talk about stuff. Yeah, that's the underrated when you're MVP. You know what not. No one ever talks about it. In no. the same way. You know what? I draw parallels in the same way that with Dak and his generation of quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Now, yeah. of course, you know, Mahomes is, is, is different level, but everybody else, like Dak just seems to get... Uh, and now he's finally been paid, but, you know, there were, the, the Cowboys were screwing around with that for for a while. He seems to be, I think in a different bracket to those around him, to Lamar, you know, uh, to, to Deshaun Watson. And, and maybe that's fair. Maybe those two players are ultimately better quarterbacks if you have to really drill down to that detail. But I don't think there's a massive drop-off. And yet I feel that Dak is grouped in a different class to yeah. them. And I don't think that's entirely fair. And I feel the same with with Matt Ryan. I feel he's yeah. been, yeah, sure, he's a good quarterback. He's credible, but no, he's not in this. And I think he I, I I think he's better than a lot of people have suggested. The other thing that I was thinking when he was talking about that old, um every time I hear Arthur Smith's name, I think of uh, just picture like an old vaudeville comic or, you know, or, uh, you know, Arthur Smith's been entertaining the troops in world war two. He just sounds like he's from a different era. It just sounds like he's as, you know, uh, an old time musical, a variety act from the from the 30s that's been wheeled in to, to run uh, to run the Falcons. That would be great, actually. That, there's an idea for a movie, right? That
1: there is an act, idea, that that, time there travel is an idea. where someone gets yeah, dropped in from
0: awesome. the 30s into the middle of 2021. Maybe that's
1: happened. I mean, he did work wonders with Ryan Tannehill. He has. We have seen him do some extraordinary things at Tennessee, so maybe he can do them at Atlanta. And the other reason why I made this point: a mm. schedule. Listen to ten of their opponents coming up this season. Eagles. I mean, honestly, I don't know what Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, maybe he traded to come and play in London to have to just play the whole of the NFC East. He goes, um, Eagles, smart. Giants, Washington, Jets, Dolphins, Panthers twice, what? Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars, Lions. I easily think you can see them winning sort of eight of those games.
0: I that is a great point. So the, yeah. you, you said they're a playoff team.
1: You I'm not necessarily point. saying they're a playoff team. I but think they team. have the, yeah, I think they're a comeback team. And I think they're an underrated team going into the season. I mean, they've had one of the worst off seasons of all the teams in the NFL. And I'm yeah. still saying this. Like they've lost, say the Bucks in the division, they've so. lost a Hall of Famer wide receiver and have the Saints and the Bucks, but they probably will beat one of the Bucks or Saints at some point during the season, just because the way the divisional matchups yeah, go sure. in the NFL. Yeah. they've got Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson. Cordell Patterson guarantees you a uh, kickoff return at one yes. point in the season. You've just yep. guaranteed that. The actual return, or
0: do you mean a return touchdown? Return touchdown, (laughs) yeah,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to guarantee that. Yeah, no, guarantee one return all season. It'll be good. No, return touchdown. Yeah, Ridley's a genuine number one receiver. Smith works wonders with tight ends, and they've got Hayden Hurst and Carl Pitts. Yeah, exactly. Well, Pitts is going to roll straight in. So, yeah, I like it. I
0: like it. I like your thinking. I like the fact we spent 25 minutes on point one. I know, this is always good. Let's
1: roll. It wasn't it? Yeah.
0: Where where are we going to go? We're going to go. So now to... we're going to
1: go to comeback player. So I think you're probably going to go in a similar position here. Comeback player of the year. Yes. There's two heavy favourites for this, which are Dak Prescott. Is yes. the is basically even that at this out. point. Yeah. And then the other one is interestingly Joe Burrow. Okay, because I think comeback player yeah. of the year
0: is obviously an injury uh, or uh, just it, off the chart bad performance as well. So either yeah. or right or or. or um, some kind of criminal exclusion from the game. From yeah, the game. I'm not exactly. sure if that counts or not, but uh, but certainly the first two. So Burrow, interesting.
1: Interesting. Yeah, so do you know what I find interesting looking back at the, the winners of this in previous seasons? So, like, notoriously, it's usually a quarterback, isn't it? Yeah. So from 2008 to 2013, it was all quarterbacks. You had Brady, Manning, Stafford all in there. And yeah. then I think they just suddenly decided from 2014 through 2017 that they were like, do you know what, we, we're not going to give it to any quarterbacks anymore. So, mm. they gave it to Gronkowski, Eric Berry, Jordy Nelson, and Keen Allen. And then after giving it to Keen Allen, they were like, do you know what, let's go, let's go back to giving it to quarterbacks. And then they yes. gave it to Andrew Luck, Tanner Hill, and Alex Smith. So, it's I mean, everything is again because yeah do you my, think?
0: well my left field pick for this which i think you maybe you weren't doing the show when i was talking about it but uh i have talked about it i think on this show and definitely on on the radio show that we do uh, uh, is odo beckham yeah. i think beckham it, yeah for the same reasons as super bowl mvp let alone league mvp quarterbacks will always uh, be favored and so it's a harder ask for a non-quarterback to win it I could see Beckham going off this year. And if Beckham is getting 11, 1200 yards, double digit touchdowns, and given the nature of the way he plays, throw in almost certainly some spectacular grabs in that as well. I think if the Browns are rolling, which I think they will be, I think Beckham's a decent outside shot.
1: Yeah, I think he's a decent outside shot. I don't think that's a bad shout at all. My only issue with that is whether he goes in that as wide looks. receiver. Yeah, gets enough looks with that offense. That's my only fear. And I think they probably will go run heavy again next year. He's going
0: to be hungry, Beckham. He's going to be... He is a going point. to be
1: hungry, but that doesn't... Being hungry doesn't force... I mean, being hungry could work both ways. If he's hungry, it means that the ball might get thrown to him more, but also he might start throwing strops and then bakers it all kind of goes blows up again. Right. Do you remember those and, periods last year? They had that when he wasn't getting thrown the ball as much before he got injured and there was all a, those rumours.
0: sure, that's always going to be a thing. Also, I guess the, the way that the Mayfield evolution has been keeping it simple, not forcing the issue and, uh, and whilst that might be better for the Browns collectively, it means that the spectacular attempts that he might have tried a couple of years ago that was forcing the issue too much, and uh, and <laughs> Brown's imploding as a result, less likely to see that, you know, and whether that how much of that will be ultimately ironed out, you know, for with you know, not comparing necessarily Baker Mayfield to Brett Favre, but with Favre, that was he would always do that, you know, much as much as he tried to work around that he'll always force the issue and I wonder whether Baker will there'll be moments next season it could be a critical moment when Baker can't help himself uh, and and force that but okay all right. so three decent bets of comeback player of the year we've got an outside shot for for comeback player of the year
1: yeah this is another bold one I don't know why I've decided to go bold they're way too early season predictions so I'm going to decide Mm. to go quite bold for this one and this one definitely will not be um, a lot of people will be questioning this one mine's Jimmy G Jimmy, you, Jimmy yeah, G. Jimmy G. You can get him about 16 to one. But I think everyone, he's suddenly just been written off with all yep. of the San Francisco draft drama. They suddenly, everyone has decided to write off Jimmy G because mm-hmm. he doesn't have the capacity to throw the ball far enough, everyone's saying, or he doesn't have the accuracy that they need. He doesn't have the mobility. But they have spent so much money on this offensive line during the off season. They mm-hmm. signed Pro Bowl center Alex Mack. They re-signed Trent Williams. They drafted pretty well as well in terms of rebanking that revamping that offensive line and Jimmy yeah. threw for nearly 4000 passing yards in 2019 which was the mm. fourth best for a single season in franchise history which I don't think that I don't think that says he was just a game manager. Yeah. At the same time, again, as I'll go back to my old earlier point, they had one of the best teams in the NFL. If they yeah. all stay fit and he stays yeah. fit and they keep He's them up, yeah. Then yeah, then he could easily be the comeback player of the year because they'll have such a good record. And all of these awards in the NFL are usually narrative awards, aren't they? Yeah, totally.
0: I think it's Spawn. Yeah. And look, you know how you know how I feel about Jimmy G. I do think he <laughs> yeah. is uh, in the Matt Ryan camp of underrated. But you're right. There is this ridiculous tendency to write. People off immediately, quickly, suddenly. And he's definitely been tarnished with that. And sure, there have been the 49ers have been fanning the flames in all kinds of ways, right? I think whenever a team is like, eh, we're over here, we're over you, then inevitably you're Sam Darnold, right? Maybe Sam Darnold's an outside shot for this as well. The moment a team is saying, you're not our guy at the quarterback position, we're moving on, even, uh, even if Jimmy G is going to start the season, they're inevitably... It, it enhances and increases the skepticism around that player, which as you rightly said, existed anyway, rightly or or wrongly. But yeah, I think he's a solid top 10, top 12 quarterback in the NFL. And so I can absolutely see that see that happening. I also, it reminds me for all your old school Americanish listeners out there, every time we talk about Jimmy G, it's we've got to roll in there. Yeah, Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to win the comeback player of the year. No, no, I think you're right. I think he's got a pretty good, sh- no, no, you don't understand. Jimmy's going to win the comeback player of the year, Jimmy Garoppolo. So Jimmy's guys will get the job done, Ollie. even if his performance on the field, <laughs> he'll throw for 3,000 yards, 17 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, and still be comeback player of the year. Still I mean.
1: be comeback player of the year. Because
0: he's going to win the comeback player of the year.
1: Uh, old school carnage out there. Right. Um, one quick, one quick one is very quick. I know we're, we need to keep us pacey. Have you seen that shop clip of uh, Tom Brady talking about when he was going to go, he was looking, shopping around teams last, last off season. No, have you not seen this? No. Have you not seen this? Tom Brady's basically talking and it's like the advert for LeBron James' show, the shop and Tom Brady speaking on it. And they were talking about how, um, last year when he was looking around teams, one team said that they were going to stick with their current guy. And then Brady just said to himself and he literally goes, and I just thought to myself, they're choosing that mother effer over me. (laughs) And that's got to be Jimmy G, doesn't it? <laughs> has, has to be. has to be Jimmy G. That's my bet of the year. That has to be Jimmy G. Surely. Because it couldn't be anyone else. I don't think that would be Tannehill, would it? I don't think. Because that's Titans were looking at him. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be Jimmy could G. It be. Yeah, I guess. I mean, because... Derek Carr? Would... Surely not. They would have gone with Brady and uh, no, a the, heartbeat.
0: 100%. And the 49ers, obviously, there, was, there were a lot of speculation. So it must have been. Yeah. Because he wasn't going to go. Yeah. It's not like he was going to go to... a a team that wasn't going to contend so it has to be it wouldn't have been it has to be be Jimmy J which is hilarious
1: and especially retrospectively looking back at what's happened with Brady winning the Super Bowl and them now picking Trey Lance in the draft amazing yeah I mean Brady he, he always wins doesn't he he always wins hot dick uh,
0: <laughs> so okay so let's roll to uh crash and burn team teams that made yeah. the playoffs last year uh that we don't think uh are gonna are gonna make the playoffs, and in, in your case or worse than that right have an absolute stinker so which way are you going
1: i'm going pittsburgh steelers i think honestly i think they're going to really struggle this year i think so much looking check. at yeah, I mean, the problem was is everyone always called them like the most overrated. What were they? 11-0 and team in the history of yeah. the NFL or like the most yeah. overrated team. And like, the thing is, they did really struggle at the back end of last season. They looked dreadful against the Cleveland Browns mm. and they've only got worse this offseason. They're only going backwards. I don't think another year is going to benefit Ben Roethlisberger, realistically. Mm. Like He's just going to be more battered and bruised. I think his arm strength is only going to get weaker. They had one of the best sets of cornerbacks in the league last year, and they pretty much lost all of them. Well, they've mm. lost Mike Hilton and Stephen Nelson. That's gone from being one of their strongest positional areas to probably being one of their weakest, and is such an important one in the NFL now, especially if you look at the quarterbacks in their division. They've lost Bud Dupree as well, who supported TJ Watt excellently. Their offensive line... If that was one thing I would say they had to maintain, it would be their offensive line because Mm -hmm. you've got to keep Ben safe. Mm -hmm. And they've also got to give Najee Harris the capability to succeed. But they've lost Marquis Pouncey to retirement and they both lost Matt Filer and Villanueva to free agency. Honestly, I just think this team has gone in the complete wrong direction this offseason after already trending in the wrong direction last season. Uh, The only, only reason I see them having any form of success... And this is one of your favorite people in, in the NFL is Mike Tomlin. Love Tomlin. Yeah. yeah. That's the only reason is because of Mike Tomlin and him being that kind of Belichick-esque yeah, exactly. coach where he can draw out a 500 season.
0: Knows his, knows the franchise uh, inside out, very clear in his vision for what he wants. Look, like, Tomlin gets knocked a lot, you know, and I know he's had some interesting game management calls and, and everything else, but he's obviously one of the best coaches of his generation. He is, you're right. He is the kind of player because of that continuity and clarity of vision that can get a lot out of an indifferent roster more than other coaches, either because they're younger or less experienced, less talented, less capable. And of course, defensively in particular, I think that's going to keep them in games and rotters. But they'll be one of those teams, I think, where, you know, the, the thing we, one of the things we love about the NFL the team is down by, 14 and 7 minutes on the clock but they're still in it right they're still this could still pull this around and I think there'll be a lot of games like that where they're not quite dead and buried yet Uh, I I think it's a great shout and again obviously factor in the AFC North yeah Bengals will be better with Burrow back the Browns I've already shown my colours there I think they're a genuine Super Bowl contender and the Ravens uh, obviously are going to be in the mix again as well so it's looking messy for the Steelers incidentally speaking of our franchise focus pods Brooke prior deep dive into the vault on that one and we dropped that yeah i think
1: march from memory something like that yeah it was around march time yeah yeah yeah. she gives some great insight into that but there's a huge and also on top of that their schedule they have to go to lambo orchard park and arrowhead on top of playing all of those AFC North teams,
0: what's their what are their first five? I always like looking at the first four or five games. We I mean, talk about the the Falcons, the Texans, you know, teams that you once you if you find yourself zero and four, forget about it.
1: I think it actually starts it relatively. Starts okay. It actually starts okay. So they start with the. No, that can't be right. This might be last seasons. <laughs>
0: Just use last season's schedule. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, no. It says it says oh, that's preseason. That's what's getting me confused now. Nah. So they start with they start they start at our Orchard Park against Buffalo Bills, and then they play the o Raiders. So they could win that. So let's go zero one. They yeah. beat the Raiders one and one. Where are they playing the Raiders at Heinz? Uh, yeah, beat the Bengals at home. So they're two and one. Lose to Green Bay if Rogers is there, so they're two and two. Mm. And then Denver, yeah, Denver could be hit or miss to be honest. So well, they could you, be like three and two. That's not too bad.
0: It's a good, it's a good shot. Now you've tipped uh, my hand a little bit there by mentioning Green Bay. I don't have a clear crash and burn team other than the Steelers. I'm with you on that 100. percent There are two that intrigue me because of the quarterback position. Right? Obviously, the Packers are going to be an altogether different proposition if Aaron Rodgers. I think it's more likely he sits out than he is dealt, but either or, if he's not playing for the Packers next season, we have no idea. No idea. Now that doesn't mean that I think. Not a Jordan love believer. We just don't know. That's the thing. We just don't, I mean, and it's going to be a rookie thrust in to a good offense, but. Or Blake Bortles.
1: Blake. Portals to comeback player of the year. What are the odds that's on Blake that's Bortles? A good shout. On. Blake Bortles comeback player of the year. Is a 500 great shout. to 1.
0: I'm putting a pound on that if uh, if Blake Bortles is even on the board as comeback player of the year. Request that from someone else. Tim um,
1: Tebow's on it but Blake Bortles isn't. God, that is a liberty. I bet you
0: people are putting backing Tebow ridiculous. So the Packers for obvious reasons could could be um could be struggling for the playoffs with no Rogers. The other team that intrigues me in that respect is the Saints. Now, they I, mm. I think they'll be fine because they have they are so stacked on both sides of the ball. We were chatting, weren't we, to John uh, DeShazier on our radio show last week about the Saints. So I think they're in they're in overall good shape. They've got the Belichick and Tomlin factor with Sean Payton, the long standing continuity, which genuinely, uh, generally, I should say, is a it's a significant advantage. But we just don't know with Jameis. It, they could be lights out good. I mean, this could be the one of the most exciting offences in the league with Jameis cutting out, obviously, the the turnovers and the erratic nature of his game. And Peyton, not just his coaching, but his coaching within this offence. Again, a clarity of vision for what he wants what he's created and Winston able to slot into that, then I think this could be, they could be really, really exciting to watch. But of course the flip side of that is that Winston is terrible. Is turning over the ball left, right and center. They either move away from him and go to Taysom Hill by week nine. And it's all getting messy. So the saints could be a long shot, crash and burn team for, for those reasons. I think it's more likely that they will be fine. But nevertheless, for me, they're going to be one of the most intriguing teams to watch next season.
1: Definitely. I mean, James Winston's always intriguing. He's always entertaining because you never right. know what he's going to do. He right. can do some of the most incredible plays you've ever seen and then throw three interceptions back to back. Yeah, it's just it's always entertaining. We don't know, obviously, know for 100 percent that he's going to be the starter, but he's, oh, he's got he a will. lot of talent. He will. Yeah, I think he definitely will as well. I think he definitely will as well. But obviously, Peyton's still playing that we don't know yet. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That but I think him. he definitely will. I'm really excited to see the sense this year. And also, Mike Thomas is another one who didn't have the strongest year last year, and yeah. it didn't really work yeah, out yeah. for him. And it's he, so he's another potential one for comeback player the the comeback of the year. Player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like because that. he's yeah, he's just a he's obviously one of the most talented wide receivers in the NFL. He's incredible, incredible wide receiver. And if him and Jameis work together, and it goes well. It, that could be that could be very exciting. Of course, they've got Alvin Kamara and Latavius Murray, who's easy one of the best two-punches in the league. So I think yeah, the Saints, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting. It's always interesting when you see after a long era of a quarterback, seeing what a team, how a team reacts and responds afterwards. But they do have the foundations to be good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So let's get down to the biggies. MVP and then early, ridiculously early Super Bowl predictions. So MVP, uh, quarterbacks will be heavy in this I'm guessing uh, and it will be linked up with the strongest contenders right so I will having not looked at the odds I'm guessing I'll give you the odds of who when you give them to me favorite much. I would say yeah. is Mahomes yeah I would say
1: Brady's second favorite no interesting you know, Rodgers is still the second favorite what okay yeah. that's crazy down tied with the... Josh Allen tied with Josh Allen at 10 to 1 Josh Allen so what's, a, yeah. what's Mahomes 7 to 1 or something so Mahomes is 4 to 1 4 on, to one. yeah he's 4 <laughs> okay. to 1 as right. I've been giving it to on VegasInsider.com Rodgers is mm. 10 to 1 Allen is 10 to 1 mm. Brady is 12 to 1 yeah so those are the top 4 like okay. those are the ones who they Who's really the first think have non-quarterback on the list who is Derrick Henry? Obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Derrick Henry, and then Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I, I'd have
0: a. I, I guess it's looking for looking for value at the moment. That ooh, it's uh, yeah.
1: I, I, value for me has to be. Allen seems pretty high. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I mean, who instinctively now? Who do you like without looking at the odds, without thinking about value? Who do you think will win MVP? Well, I think the Bucs
0: are going to have a. sense. we will probably come onto them in a minute. Right? I think they're going to have another yeah. really strong season because they're in that. I, I take your point yeah. about the Falcons earlier, but the, the Saints are, as a, as I said a moment ago, I think we'll be on the right side of it, but a less of a sure thing than they were last season. Even if Breeze's arm had gone, there is no question right now. If you're asking me, that I'll take the I'll take the Breeze of last season over Jameis and his ceiling. This, this year. So I don't think the Saints are necessarily going to be uh, as strong as they were last year. or Certainly you can't count on it. So uh, the Bucks, who have pretty much to a man brought back their championship winning roster, uh, certainly their starters are, are going to be a deep, deep, deep playoff team again, which means that Brady will have a strong season. And the Brady factor, I don't know whether at this stage of his career now, he actually will get a little bit more attention for MVP, where in the past, in previous years, vintage Patriots Brady, at times he was overlooked for for league MVP almost because of the collective and enduring success that the team had. And and, and, uh, uh, I think that did work against him in some seasons. So I wonder whether now this is the penultimate year of Brady. Is it the last year of Brady? I wonder whether... That will actually work in his favour. So, Brady for me seems to value Mahomes. I think it's a great
1: shout. Yeah, <laughs> I, think Mahomes, I think Mahomes is a great shout. I think the odds, obviously, there's not enough value in Mahomes right now, four to one. That's yeah, insane. exactly. I mean, that's the problem. You just can't take that kind of risk. I think Brady is a great shout.
0: I'll tell you what, I mean, the, the long shot would be someone for me, again, assuming it's going to be quarterback. And, it, and uh, so, long shots will be any non quarterback by default. But the long shot quarterback for me would be someone like Matt Stafford probably if he goes yeah. off in LA and has you know a 5,000 yard season even if the Rams uh, well I think they would have to be a playoff team f- for him to be MVP but uh, it, you know we're not necessarily saying they're going to be serious contenders necessarily but I think Stafford what Stafford's us
1: so Stafford is 16 to one my oh, okay. two outsider chances were actually both 16 to one and that Stafford and Lamar Jackson's my other yeah. one I think Lamar Jackson's got a great chance to go sort of two out of three years. He loves the narrative surrounding him. And at the same time, they've actually managed to finally put pieces around him. They've massively improved that offensive line despite getting rid of Orlando Brown. They brought in Villanueva from the Steelers, their rivals, yeah. and also added Kevin Zeitler. They've got Sammy Watkins, a wide receiver. They brought in Rashard Bateman yeah. um, as a wide receiver, so they've finally given him some help on that side. Yeah. And that also takes some of the pressure away from Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown, mm. I, was doing some, I was doing a little bit into Hollywood Brown. He went for 100 yards against the Titans in the wildcard game. Mm. He scored seven touchdowns in his last eight games last season. And I think if you ask the average NFL fan what they think of Marquise Brown, they would say that they thought he had a terrible season last year and they thought that he didn't really turn up and he played really badly. His output suggests very differently. I know he had some bad drops, but I think the fact that you're only going to have less attention from the defensive side of the ball towards him and Andrews means it's going to open up space and he could really really exploit some of these defenses and I think Lamar Jackson always is always going to utilize that running back narrative to Mm. fuel his off seasons to Mm. fuel what he does in the summer and to come back stronger and I think they've got a great defensive team and as we said this is a narrative award they're going to have to do really well and when he's coming up in one of the strongest divisions in the NFL I think they're going to have a great record I think they've got a great team and I think Lamar Jackson could have a really strong year
0: i uh, brilliantly put you know the the one other factor which is an obvious i guess but perhaps sometimes not considered when you're looking at mvp with Mahomes. it, it, it absolutely is and, and with lamar where the value is is the highlight reel play like if you've got a quarterback that can mm. do something exceptional uh, in the way that both of those players can, I can I think it enhances it more than say yeah. a Rogers or a Matt Ryan type who, um, who, who don't, who, who, who can't, or Rogers, maybe that's a little bit harsh because he's a good runner, but you know what I mean? If you, if you're doing uh, where, where either the sensational run or those ridiculous Mahomes of no look, not craziness, then that, I think just always, if you're looking at every other statistical assessment uh, and, and intangibles in terms of role within the team, the way that you've won certain games almost single-handedly based on your performance, yada, 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 all of those things that are factored into it. And then you have sprinkle on top the highlight reel factor that those two players, Mahomes and, and Lamar, are always going to have an edge. They're always going to yeah. have an edge. Uh, all right, Super Bowl. So uh, the Bucks, I think... Are, are, Got to be really strong for the NFC, again, for the reasons we've just said. I think the if you look at the rest of the South, we've covered them pretty much. we talked about the Panthers, but obviously they're not in the mix there. In the North, too much unknown about the Packers, as we've talked about. None of the other three, I think, legitimate contenders. The West things get interesting because the East, I get it. They're gonna, it's going to be a better division, but I don't think we've got a, a, an NFC champion from the East. No. So it's it, it's it's got a, the biggest contenders, the Bucs, I think, outside of the Saints. If if they are rolling with Jameis, it's got to come from the West. Now, all four of those teams are intriguing. Do you think the Seahawks regress this year?
1: Do you know what's really interesting is I would have said definitely back in what seems like years ago now, it was only months ago when Russell Wilson was supposedly leaving the Seahawks. Do you remember that whole debacle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sort of he's, like he's, just after their he's playoff He's done or
0: the headlines. Yeah, Wilson's he's done. It, he's, done. Yeah, he's, he's out of there. Still the there. relationship's still be, there. Yeah,
1: he's still there. And he's definitely going to start week one. Yeah, Ridiculous. and he's definitely going to start week one So for the Seahawks. So I honestly don't know, necessarily do think they regress because I think they've got a different offensive coordinator this season mm. who hopefully, whatever the argument is about, let Russ Cook will actually just be able to come in and, sort of create a balance in that team a little bit more so than what we had last season where it was seemingly they were either going to score 40 points and concede 45 points or they were going to score 12 points and only concede 14 points or 10 points or whatever. Mm. Like, I think hopefully they might be able to Find a better balance in that team, and they still have Tyler Lockett. They still have Chris Carson. They still have DK Metcalf. Defensively, they look much better now, as we saw last season, than they did in the earlier part of it. So, I don't yeah. necessarily do think the Seahawks do, and they've still got Russell Wilson. He's gonna have he's gonna have surgery, he had surgery this summer, and if he comes back and he's just as strong as he was at the beginning of last year, yeah, I don't necessarily do think they regress.
0: Okay, so they they they've got to be taken seriously then. If you think they're not regressing and they were twelve and four last year, will mm-hmm. uh, be a flawed team ultimately. The Rams maybe the most intriguing team in the NFL yeah. this season could absolutely go off still a, a ball in defense, but obviously changes there in terms of co- coordinator personnel. So interesting. And the 49ers, you've put a very compelling argument for why well, they will be a bounce back team and the cards will be, um, will be, will be balling, you know, and Kyler a year on, uh, uh, they are uh, interesting, but not realistically no. for me, a, a contender. Right. So no. I think, they're Bucks, and they're, I'm sure the book will have them as the as the hot favourites, but justifiably so. I can't see in the NFC beyond beyond them, really.
1: No, so Bucks are the heavier favourites for the NFC come, to come out of the NFC. I mean, just generally looking at the Super Bowl odds, you've got the Bucks are about seven to one, mm-hmm. the Rams about. 12 to 1 mm-hmm. 49ers are also 12 to 1 is this to Packers, win, the, win the
0: Super Bowl or win the
1: NFC win the Super Bowl Yes. Yeah, okay. win the Super Bowl yeah, so yeah. yeah so this is just measuring it from that side of it and then you've got like the Packers who are still about 14 to 1 in most bookies just purely based on the fact that they think that Rodgers might start and I think they're probably hedging their bets next yeah. best is Seahawks and puff. yeah, and then it's the Cowboys. In terms of a value play, the Cowboys looks interesting, but it, probably it, they basically think they are very sure that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. are going to come out of the NFC. So what yeah. we've learned this in this episode now is that you're really high on the Patriots and the Bucks. Yes. Hot take. hot take central. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell hot you what though, central. the Patriots
0: yeah. is definitely not enough. People are talking about that. The Bucks, I will concede every single person in the world is say, Oh, they brought everyone back. And they're going to be really good, but they will. What about the AFC then? Hot shot. Who is your, so the Patriots, I think will be good, but I've set expecting. myself
1: up for this one. Yeah. Who do I think is going to come out of the AFC now? Oh, come on. Do you know what? The Kansas City Chiefs, I think are probably going to come out of the AFC. Yeah, no, I think they probably will do. Um, yeah. I'm terrified by the idea that they're going to come back with this motivation, this Brady-esque motivation of everyone wrote us off after the terrible performance in the Super Bowl. I think it's the kind of team, the kind of mindset where they're just going to be playing it over and over again. Travis Kelsey's come out and said that last season was a complete failure because they failed to win the Super Bowl and because what happened. They've literally gone and done the one thing that they needed to do which was just completely revamp the offensive line and protect their golden boy in Mahomes which also means their rushing attacks are only going to get better I don't care that they've lost Le'Veon Bell and he's thrown his toys out the pram Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to go off this season Uh, and when you have Mahomes, Hill and Kelsey it's just so difficult to see them not coming out of this AFC as long as they stay fit it should be absolutely fine they've still got Spags running the defense they've still got Tyron Matthew they've still got Chris Jones I just as you can't see past the Chiefs. Do you have any... I, and so, yeah, so the Chiefs great. Do you have any outsider bets?
0: I do. I like the Browns. And I, 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 I'm I not so. saying they're going to be wild outside of bets. But the other one... I like the Browns. Uh, but the other one I think is, is interesting is the Titans. Not least because of their division, right? Because the Texans are obviously going to stink up the joint. The Jags will be better, but come on. And the Colts... I know you're quite big on the Colts, but I'm mm. not convinced necessarily... Why? That um they will be as strong as they were last season. So I I like the Titans to have as a result of that a decent record. And th- of course, when you're talking about playoff football, they have got a lot of experience now, this 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 current setup. Not just I'm talking about Tannehill and Henry and Co., but Frabel as well. Being there a few times now. It's a different proposition. I think I'm not saying I think the Titans are my pick for the AFC, but they're my outside value pick for the AFC.
1: Interestingly, my outsider pick for the AFC is actually the Indianapolis Colts. Right. Just purely going off eye test, I feel like what held them back last season was Philip Rivers' mobility quite a lot of the time. Yeah. And I think going on to this season, you have Jonathan Taylor's only going to get stronger in his second year, Michael Pittman is only going to get stronger in his second year they've got Carson Wentz and this is all dependent on Carson Wentz and whether or not he can come back to some, just like even just a glimpse of what he was in that MVP season
0: I would take Rivers last year even though he were, as he said was under no
1: really well ahead of Carson Wentz
0: yep yeah,
1: 100% really even with yep. Wentz back with Frank Reich I've got a little bit more faith in Carson Wentz he's going to be working in that Eagle system did not suit him whatsoever he had a terrible offensive line he was getting chased around the whole time he's now going in one of behind one of the best offensive lines Fair. in the NFL he has his coach that will make him feel comfortable come back the year Come
0: on. why wasn't he on your list
1: yeah he could be I don't know but I don't think he's going to be the star of this team that's why I think this right. defense is going to be the star of this team. Sure. I don't think it's, I don't think this team's not coming in. It's going to be the Carson Wentz show. I think it's going to be the Jonathan Taylor, the mm. Frank Reich and the Colts defense show. That's yeah, why yeah. I think they've got a genuine, like a genuine chance. I think this defense will be the top five, top five defense with ease. And I think they'll cause a lot of problems for a lot of offenses in the AFC. And I think what they have on the other side of the ball is good enough. Mm. It's, it's a good them. argument.
0: I like it. Oh, I like it. Listeners, clip this up clip up these wild and bold and ridiculously early predictions and uh, fire them back at us when they are going horribly wrong <laughs>
1: midwest predictions. falcons one i'm terrified a, about they can falcons easily a be one and one of the eight worst teams in the i want you NFL. to clip yeah. it up
0: and send it yeah. on twitter to us uh, or any social media channel actually hey time to get the plug in at the nc show facebook instagram twitter a lot of fun catching up with you all uh, i like uh, looking at look it just gets me excited because it means now that we are what June 2050 the mass July two and a bit months away from the start of the season
1: That's oh, no, so exciting isn't it loving that
0: with things yeah. are getting serious so we'll have to edge rush it up again soon because we're going to crank up the frequency of the show generally and as we start to get towards the season so we'll get uh, some more edge rushes in uh, before the start of the season and start to look at, at more specific divisional odds and all kinds of good stuff and as and when the season starts as and when (laughs) will the season start when the season starts on time, we will be rocking. So exciting. Rocking weekly with edge rush, rocking more than weekly with the show, of course, uh, each uh, and every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, drop in into your podcatcher of choice. Uh, And we've got some great guests coming up over the coming weeks. So we will keep rolling the episodes out at least weekly. We might throw a few surprises in to the mix as well as we gear up to the 2021 NFL season. And, oh, we've got to work out a few things in terms of the show generally. Obviously, we've got the Super Bowl in LA firmly in our sights. What about the a, a trip to Vegas during the season or for the draft? And it's got to be either or. We've got to
1: do Vegas. I mean, what about both? Let's just do both. <laughs> yeah, let's just do both. Why not? Why don't, we just, the- why don't we move the show to Vegas? Why Can we do that? I mean, can ESPN? this was a Raiders
0: tie-in, yeah, with... Um, yeah it's yeah uh, it's it's on my list i'll speak to the i'll speak to some of the shadowy league figures at ESPN uh, to to borrow our friend Greg Roswell. You can obviously,
1: everyone knows, all the listeners know that you're a notorious DJ. You could potentially get that DJ gig at the Raiders. You know they're oh, gonna
0: have amazing. why don't you do that? It's like, guys, oh, is there a tryout? Is there yeah. a tryout
1: for it? Yeah. I love it. That's a great show. I'm dusting off the
0: mid 90s hip hop as we speak.
1: Oh, yeah, as exactly. As That's perfect. perfect for the Raiders as well. It Honestly, is. that couldn't have fallen into place more. That couldn't have fallen into place more. I'll look uh, into it. I'm the producer. I'll get you that job.
0: Brilliant. I love that. Work on that. Um, Let us edge rush it up soon. You will be back, of course. Uh, behind uh, behind the decks, I was about to say. <laughs> behind the, behind the, we'll also be behind the decks. Yeah, behind the decks. Uh, as we drop episodes next week, we're dropping what are we Shane Vereen
1: now? next week. Shane Vereen next Shane week. Shane Vereen, which that, is very exciting. That. We'll talk about loads of things. I've also asked him. He'll to give buy us into his top my five running backs.
0: Top five running backs in the league. I like that. He'll yeah. buy into my Patriots narrative. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yes. Lead, we'll lead off with that. Shane Vereen. There you go. Super Bowl win, a no lot less. Uh, dropping by the show next week. So make sure you tune in for that one. Oh, look after yourself. Saluting you.
1: Cheers, Nat. See you next week. Follow baseball nuts join us on the johnny and josh show with my baseball brothers where jc will
0: endeavor to offer some insightful analysis and my friend eric jansen will
1: offer quirky baseball trivia but we also have david Langell who will
0: combine a high level of inappropriateness with a low level of analysis
1: the johnny and josh show available to download wherever you listen to your podcasts